Hi, welcome to Race House with me, Joe Lee. And me, Darren Reeves. It is the Qatar Grand Prix 2023 review and highlights. We've just watched it. And, um, well, there were some moments in there. It's not my favourite race. Uh, there wasn't too much going on. Um, but, uh, look, the big news from this weekend, Max is the third-time world champion. Congratulations to Max. Um, and, you know, again, this dominance is... Uh, um, is running through this season with, with Max's uh, performances. Um, he did it in the sprint race, um, so for those who saw that, and uh, that was enough to get him the world championship. So uh, that wasn't enough. He won today as well. So, you know, again, it's, it's kind of strange. You're watching the race and you kind of forget about Max. Okay, he's going to go and win that. <laughs> and we're kind of looking at the second, third, fourth, fifth. So that's how I saw it. What do you think, Darren, about the race? Well, I have to say, I really like the track. I, um, I think it, it, it's got some really fast corners on it. And I, I think that the story of the weekend, other than Max, of course, uh, was the dust on the circuit from, from the desert. And when we saw Alonso go off, the amount of dust that was on that um, sort of escape road, uh, I think really because of the twitching. I don't think I've seen Formula One cars twitch as much. Um, so there's there's lots of things to get your teeth into. But like you say, the overriding story is Max Verstappen, three times world champion, you know, with the greats. You know, he's matched Senna, which I think they all want to do. Um, I, I, I don't know the track that well, so I feel I've learned a lot about it this weekend. Uh, you know, the the dust that's come off the desert and the amount of twitching that the cars have been doing all weekend is it must be so difficult to drive and the heat as well you know we've just seen logan Sargent throwing up in his helmet and having to retire from the race so the you know the difficulties that these drivers have, have to deal with uh is 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 phenomenal but the story as we well know is max verstappen this weekend three times world champion matching that of Ayrton senna which i think is the one they all look up to and want to and of course now you know gunning for prost and vettel with their four times fangio with five and michael schumacher and lewis with seven but who knows max is a bit unpredictable as well isn't he you know whether he'll carry on for seven eight ten more years you know, he's only 26. You know, he's got, he, well, he could run away with this as long as the car allows it, you know. But uh, but I, may, I, I like this circuit. I'm looking forward to more races over the next 10 years there. Yeah, it's a great circuit. I said, you know, in the previous episode, I've been there. It's, um, but it's a completely different feel now, I'm sure. They've upgraded all the facilities. They relayed the track. I love the, I love the Qatar maroon colour. They yeah. have it's that purpley maroon. Um, looks feels so luxurious. Actually, I think it's a luxurious color, um, and it's all over the track. And um, and yeah, you're talking about dust and things. You know, which coming up. I mean, um, it was like a lunar surface almost. Uh, yeah, there's pictures of Sergio Perez there, uh, basically on the moon. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic track. Let's see what else comes out of it. Look. Um, Big shocker, turn one, lap one, yeah. Lewis Hamilton. I mean, I thought initially that's George's fault because he moved out, but it's kind of like that's George's um, privilege. 
you know, to, to move out. He was right behind Max, he was about to come out, use the slipstream, come around, and Lewis just came in and he had plenty of space on yeah. the left side of him on the track. But he came straight in and, and didn't clip George, really hit him. Yeah, the, um, well, they were, and they were on diff I mean, different tyres, weren't they? You know, and Lewis being on the soft tyres, he braked later because he had more grip, but he just cut across George. You know, he had so much more track to the left-hand side, but of course, we know there's less grip out there. For me, it's completely Lewis's uh, fault, and uh, he's taken the blame for it and admitted it. That's even without watching it. You know, initially, he said, you know, my teammate's just taking me out, but I think that was uh, spur of the moment. Lewis's fault. To take your teammate out is the biggest no-no ever. So, of course, we were. I'd, I'd love to see a video of me and my boys when when it happened. You know, head in hands, shouting at the television. Uh, but um, but I thought George had a great race, and if he'd have kept going from second, who knows where he'd have been with those McLarens and with Verstappen at the very end. I think that was a mistake. I I I, I mean. I understand it. The tyres, you think, oh, okay, the McLaren's going to catch me at some point. But what was it? Five, six laps left. Um, I don't know. I think I, I think it was a bit of a bad call. George should have stayed out. It would have had a podium. I think he um, had to come if in. Not second. It would have been third. Yeah. No, I think George had to Why? come in at the end. Well, because of this three pit stop thing that's been brought in because of Pirelli. Uh, what's happened over the weekend? The tyre walls have not sustained the vibrations from these new curbs in Qatar. So uh, everybody had to do a mandatory three stops in the race and every tyre could only be used for 18 laps. So let's say they did four laps on a soft yesterday, they could only do 14 with that same tyre today or a new tyre could do mm. all 18 laps. So George had to come in and pit, I think, at the end. I think. We ended up doing four stops. I mean, did, you're right. The you're first right. One did, after the crash. But it, it might be to do with the life of the tire that he was on. Uh, yes. But there was no yeah. way he was going to catch on a on, on any softs at all. You know, whatever it was, seventeen seconds in six laps is is ridiculous. It was a lot. Yeah, but uh, I I, yeah. I don't think there was an option to stay out because of this. Un, like it's unprecedented. This this three pit stop tires aren't holding up to it. Pirelli have just basically signed a new contract to see them through to the end of 2027. Uh, this weekend, all be, you know, it's all being announced as we speak. And these tyres aren't good enough for this circuit. I, I think it's a poor show, really. Um, and I think it made for a bit of a predictable race because we all, that, that you couldn't do any other strategy, really. It was, uh, I think that's why you, we feel a bit damp about it, as it were. Yeah, it, I think damp is a good word because, um, and I actually missed that whole point. Uh, I didn't know about the uh, the three stop thing, ah. and um, that's the thing because there's so many rules and there's always another rule and this. I mean, the big thing I thought was about track limits, you know. Yes. And then oh, now you've got it's just so much you have to think about. People think oh, you just drive around, around, around. No, mm. it's like there is so much to think about now. Um, and drivers are questioning, engineers are checking in with drivers saying, oh, should we do that? What do you think? You know, like, 
what? No, no, you are in charge of strategy. <laughs> You're sitting there on the pit wall. You know, like you've got it mapped out. You no, you should call the strategy. But they often call drivers and go, well, what do you reckon about this? Should we do this? And like, well, I'm trying to drive. Do you mind? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so drivers and engineers and the hissy fit. I mean, the big hissy fit, uh, Stroll, uh, yep. you know, which happened uh, earlier this weekend. Um, what was all that about? What, why did well, he get a temper? I think he's under real pressure and I think Lawrence Stroll is probably under pressure as well from other people in the team. Uh, There's rumours around that Lawrence Stroll might be looking to sell the team, I've heard this weekend. Uh, You know, we've said before in a previous pod... Yeah, we've said before in a previous podcast that, you know, Lawrence Stroll, you know, how do I make my son world champion? Well, I just buy a team and put him in it, make the best car, he wins it. And I think a lot of that bubble has been burst this year because they they now have a car that can consistently get podiums and top six places, but there's only one driver doing it in that team. And uh, I I think reality is dawning in the Stroll family that uh, this is a dream that has reached its peak, basically. And I, I, I love the fact that they've done, you know, it's the ultimate, isn't it? Dad buys the team and uh, son drives, but uh, it's the family business. But I think they've gone as far as they can possibly go. But I think Lawrence Stroll and the money that's gone into that, that team, you know, from buying it as racing point, making it Aston Martin, I think it's brilliant. And it'd be a shame to see that happen. But I do think there's a reality about Lance Stroll has reached his limit as a driver uh and i think he's feeling feeling that pressure massively and pushing his um you know his his trainer virtually over you know talking to the press really really nonchalantly um ah, come on lance you know if you're gonna you've got to dig deep here mate now and really claw some integrity back uh you've been confirmed for next season so, but, but, but that doesn't mean anything, does it? You know, we, what we've seen with Nick DeVries uh, and what talks of Perez and, 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 and other drivers and, and uh, Sargent as well. But, uh, but going back to track limits this weekend, Joe, uh, again, you know, the rules are stay in the white lines. You know, these are the best drivers in the world driving between the lines, pushing them to the limits. But Gasly... Two five-second penalties. Stroll, two five-second penalties. Albon as well. And Albon. so they've, yep, they've come. Perez, I think. Perez got two as well. That's right. So ten seconds. Now Perez was lucky, and because of the other um, penalties, he's finished ninth now. Uh, but uh, Stroll, Gasly, and Albon got knocked down out of the points. But I think we've got to say well done to Alfa Romeo. Because an eighth for Bottas and a tenth for Joe, two points finishes. So they uh, kept their noses two clean points. and drove a good race. With I think they had a good strategy as well. They seemed to pit later than everybody else, so that you would always see them pushing up into the top five um, based on on pit stops. Uh, but but yeah, I I I think we need to say well done, Alfa Romeo. Not often that you'd hear that, would it? No. You know, um, yeah, they're kind of, they're always these kind of, it's like one of those teams, I, I feel like with Alpha and Alpine, 
they're kind of those teams you kind of forget about. They're kind of sandwiched in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Um, you hear more about more about AlphaTauri or Williams or even Haas. Maybe they're just a bit noisier on social media, but those other teams just kind of blend in. That'll probably change once Ryan Reynolds gets involved with Alpine properly. Um, but um, that's not about performance. Um, yes, I mean, it was... It was very strange to watch because, as we know, when you come into the pits and, you know, suddenly you, the leaders will jump down and then they'll come back up and then down. I mean, uh, so the, the ball gets all jumbled up. So to see Zhao up there and then Bottas, I mean, Albon led a, mm. a lap, didn't he? He did, yes. Um, it was a real jumble. But um, obviously it works its way out and then the, the stronger teams finish well. And, you know, maybe Lance Stroll bought the wrong team because McLaren... <laughs> Lawrence. Oh, again. Yes. Uh, sorry, yeah. Um, Lawrence Stroll. But McLaren, oh, my boys, come on. Well, buddy, they I did, think... Well, podiums in a row. Yeah. Oh, yeah. here we go. Uh, Joe, I, I think with McLaren now, the thing I found really interesting is... Max wasn't getting 10, 20, 30 seconds up the road. I think the biggest gap, and it was in the very last stint, was nine seconds. But they had it down to six seconds at one point. And, uh, and then right at the end, it sort of came into about four seconds because obviously Verstappen was staying well within the white lines. Uh, Norris did seem to have a really good final stint and was and caught Piastri. But team orders and I think sensible play by Andrea Stella uh, today because Norris obviously wanted to have games but they have now I th- I'm just trying to look at the constructors table I've just jumped off the screen excuse me two seconds but the the, the, the constructors standings oh now I've clicked on the wrong thing Joe right here we go so McLaren are now only 11 points behind Aston Martin and only two races ago, that that was like 50, 60 points. Uh, I think they are flying. And, uh, you know, with Ferrari with only one car in the race today, what happened to Sainz? You know, fuel a fuel problem or something with the car. That's not good enough. We've said this before. Ferrari, not good enough. Uh, Leclerc uh, had an okay race for a top three team. Uh, but... Aston Martin again, Alonso was in there, not in there, in there, and then had his off, uh, you know, and Mercedes trying to take both cars out. So I think recovery drive from George, brilliant, but they are only 28 points ahead of Ferrari. It's really tight, this Constructors' Championship from second and third, fourth and fifth. And as you know, as fans, we just follow the drivers, but the business end is the team's constructors championship the money that the teams win from finishing second or third or fourth or fifth is massive so uh we've got we've got a lot to watch in the next five races it it is mega money and you know all these things you know you look at the amount of time that the cars spent on these curbs and those curbs are brutal i don't know if they're like bigger than and chunkier than other curves, but these these are proper curves, like you know. Um, so damage to the car all cost money. Um, quick mention to Logan Sargent. He mm. uh, you know felt unwell. Um, he was okay. The doctors uh, checked him out afterwards, um, and he was okay. They, he said, "No, I'm fine, I'm fine." But he just 
genuinely felt unwell. I think the drivers were getting very dehydrated. Um, a lot of them were opening their visors to try and get some air through. George Russell, actually, he was driving the, down the straight and he had his hands like this. this yes, he did. To kind of come up, a bit of air conditioning. Um, so that's a good trick. Uh, Proper but, Sunday yeah, drive, I, that was. I, I can, yeah, I can understand <laughs> how they would uh, definitely feel about unwell and, and glad this one is over because um, these are hot races. I mean, it's 31 degrees. Um, you know, you're in the car, you're in your suit and everything. I mean, by the time you go to drink your water, it's as hot as tea. Um, you might yeah. as well put a tea bag in there, uh, really, because uh, it cools it down, you know, that's a cup of tea. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of things going on. So Logan Sargent, yeah, felt he had to retire. Um, so, yes, I mean... Again, it wasn't a, an amazing race. I think uh, George should have had a podium. He did so well to, to come from last to second uh, for, for quite a good chunk of the race, and certainly yeah. in the last stages. Um, I don't know. He probably felt I could nip in. The others could nip in too, but no, McLaren just kept up there. They were so consistent, and um, Piastri had a great race. Yes, Lando tried some games. He tried to say, well, look, I'm faster. I should probably take this place. But they're like, no, you know. Um, what a great weekend for Oscar. I mean, this is, well, this is the stuff that dreams are made of. For, with the sprint for race yesterday, you know, coming first in the sprint yesterday was just uh, brilliant to see a rookie, you know, finish mm. a race. The sprint race, I'm still not quite sure what to make of these sprints, but it is a different format. It gives us something else to talk about. And it's definitely given him another step of confidence because uh, he seems so unassuming. His personality is very quiet and reserved, you know, um, but he's got nothing to be quiet and reserved about. Uh, he's giving, he's what? making Norris be the best driver he's been, you know, and the two of them are going to push each other and the team forward. Honestly, we're as close as we've be, you know, seen any car to Max in in now two years, pretty much. And you know, it is I, true. I, I, yeah. yeah. And uh, I I can't wait to see no, if they is. can actually do it. I I I want to come back to the sprint race because um yeah. I'm 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 in two minds too, but I like it because you get an extra race, you know. And I do find practice boring. I do find it. That's the truth. Friday practice, I know it's great to see the cars and you can see what they can do. They can, but for, for, I think, your normal fan who's out there, it is a bit like, okay, what's it about? And that's why they brought it in the sprint race, to make it more exciting. But it's also, on the other hand, really confusing. Even I, 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 What is this now? Is this the qualifying for the sprint or is this for the <laughs> race? But Oh, that doesn't matter about that. And... But I thought it, that was supposed to give the grid places for next. Uh, that what it's is, done it for confusing. me, Joe, it's devalued qualifying for the race a little bit. And to have qualifying on Friday when a lot of people are still at work, uh, you know, Friday, you know, Friday is an enthusiast's day at the track, really, for me. It's now become, you know, race quality. That's a day and then you we know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we then forget about it. And we've got this day that stands alone with the sprint shootout qualifying. Is it? What is it? And they're calling it SQ1, but it's not sprint qualifying. It's sprint shootout. And come on, let's get this together, guys. Uh, 
and I, I, there's been talk with the drivers about actually making this sprint shootout like um, one lap qualifying. And I think that would be nice to see that format back like it was about 15, 20 years ago, where they literally get an outlap, one lap back in, and only one car is on the circuit at any time. I think we'd, I'd like to see that so that it's different, not just a little bit shorter than quali, but, but a different format itself. There's talk about doing reverse well, grids in championship order. You know, that could be fascinating and go out and have some fun. You know, but the points yeah. being eight for a win and one for uh, eighth place. So a win and second place is just one point. It's almost like, oh, is it worth it? You know, it, it, uh, I, I just can't make my mind up. I have to say this weekend has been the best sprint weekend we've had so far. Yes, yes. I, I would sure. say the sprint's been more fun than the race. <laughs> I, I'd agree um, with you, actually. Uh, but... Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? But um, I, I, look, I love the fact they're playing with the format. They're, they're, they're trying new things. And um, is, is something will land and gel and everyone is unanimous. Like, oh, yeah, this is the format now. Um, I do like the fact we have a mini race uh, and a big race. But also, you, you said about points. That's not much of an incentive for the drivers. Well, no. what about, you know, you've actually got um, to be mindful about the car. Because you can't crash that car because you know you you're racing it tomorrow in the proper race yeah. where there's proper points. So you've got to be you know you're racing, but you kind of got hold quite a bit back, I think. And so we've seen that, haven't we, this weekend with 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 Perez, massive great hole in the side of his car from his crash with Ocon yesterday had to be fixed, had to start mm -hmm. from the pit lane. We've seen it with Science having his fuel problem uh, overnight, which meant he couldn't start. These cars have got to be more durable than they've ever been. And we're limited with the amount of tyres they can use, with the amount of engines they can use and gearboxes they can use. And they're having to do more than ever. Uh, I'm surprised we're not seeing more retirements over the season than we have, really. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Logan Sargent, I think, holds the record at the moment for millions of dollars of damage done I think it's up to about four million dollars um <laughs> whereas Verstappen and Hamilton well Hamilton had hardly any and now ah, uh, until today quid, but mm. <laughs> yeah although I don't know if it's that much but we it, it's what a tire and probably yeah more than we can see um yeah. and there's plenty of debris but yeah no I I love the evolution of 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 the race and the and the weekend um I, I think that's good yeah, things like reverse grid were talked about, especially during COVID, um, because, you know, they were kind of limited to the tracks they could do. They were like, well, do we just do Silverstone? You know, because they had to hit a certain number of races to fulfill the television um, contract commitments. That's why yeah. they had to try and create a calendar. And they just did it behind closed doors with no fans. Um, but they were thinking about doing, well, we'll do Silverstone this weekend and we'll do reverse Silverstone next weekend. And then you can limit it and have what eight races or six races whatever it was um so yeah let, let's see um how it goes do we have another sprint shootout after this we've actually got a few now i don't have a list of them but i know i think we've got at least one if not two so that's something i think we can look at and uh chat about um i know we've got the united states grand prix coming up in two weeks time what and i love the circuit of americas joe have you been there i've not i've not been to that mm. one yet 
I haven't been to that one, but my guys have. So we did a band at the Paddock Club, um, yeah. which I was very excited about because it was our first gig in the US. Um, and I wasn't there. I couldn't make it. Um, <laughs> I had another event I had to do. And nor could I, uh, I think you so talked to me about it before. I did talk to you about it. Yeah, I was like, yeah. go to the States. Um, and well, actually, I... the same thing happened with Monaco with me as well. Yes. I was going to go to Monaco. I had it all booked. And... Um, Last minute, uh, something happened. I couldn't go. So, um, and I sent our friend Alex uh, on saxophone. He yes. went and, uh, uh, and and did the weekend. But, uh, and that was amazing for him. Short story: um, we needed an extra sax player to go down to Monaco, and I uh, need someone quickly. And um, put a shout out in the community. And uh, this guy Alex came back. Said, "Yeah, I love it, and I love F1." I met him down the pub the next day. Had a quick chat, five minutes, and I could tell. You know, muso, musos can tell with musos. And um, I said, yeah, fine. And then the next day he was on the plane and uh, it was fantastic. And um, both of uh, Darren and I, I've been mates with him since. But um, it's a shout out to Alex. That's my, that's my first yes. shout out. Shout so out to, to Alex. Uh, and, so and, and after Alex doing Portugal, Chatters. yeah, after doing Portugal with you oh, yeah. and, uh, and Chadders, uh, he then came on and started playing sax on my uh, Billy Joel Theatre show as well. So we've... Uh, We've uh, kept that relationship going. He's a good lad. So, hi, Alex. Make sure so, you're listening. And your Billy Joel Theatre Show, I mean, where can people learn more about that and get tickets? Well, it's called Uptown Joel. Let's do a little plug. And uh, it's all based on the fact that I used to work for Billy Joel back in the early 2000s, in the noughties. And uh, talk, talk about my sort of journey uh, through doing that with his Broadway and West End musical called Moving Out and uh, that, that we're playing Stratford in February and then we're out on a tour in the autumn of 2024 so uh, yeah Uptown Joel go and look for it go and check out Uptown Joel it's yeah. fantastic and Darren is, is brilliant in it because he's worked with Billy Joel as well so he's uh, kind of unofficially officially endorsed uh, so um, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, look, if you've got a plug or a shout out, uh, before I uh, wrap it up, I should ask Darren: uh, Do you have any shout outs this week? Uh, no, we've done Chadders, and I'm happy with that. So uh, let's uh, keep it. All right, that. Chadders, Mr. Chadwick. Who, uh, yeah, if you want a sax player, check out Alex Chadwick uh, on all the social channels. But um, yeah, so we're going to wrap it up. We are back for the uh, USA. Grand Prix at Circuit of Americas in Austin, Texas. Um, so check us out for that. If you have any comments, um, please let us know uh, downstairs uh, here on the comment section. Um, and uh, please make sure you like and subscribe to the content and follow it on your podcast um, platform of choice. But for now, it's bye from me, Joe Lee. And it's bye from me, Darren Reeves. <laughs> My camera <laughs> <laughs> just oh, where fell. Where are you going? <laughs> I love oh, it. You are so tired. The podcast. You are so tired, Joe. I've really enjoyed this one. You watch this one back. I had an event yesterday. I'm tired on this one. Apologies, but yeah, Darren, you you did heavy lifting. Thank you. But yeah, so I just <laughs> lost my camera. So um, yeah, one day we'll do like a normal slick professional ending, but I doubt I it. I like too much I like these endings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Well, we'll see you cool. next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.